0: Greetings, and welcome to the 80-Level Roundtable podcast. In each episode, host Kirill Tokarev invites video game industry leaders to talk about the world of game development. No topic is off-limits as long as it relates to video game development. New episodes are in the works, so remember to follow us or subscribe and share with someone you know will also enjoy the podcast. So thank you for joining me today, and... Um before we kind of start, can you do like a little introduction, tell a little bit about yourself and uh, the company, like your main projects and, uh, you know, that sort of stuff?
1: Yes, sure. Uh, well, uh, as I was introduced, my name is Pavel Shafar and uh, I joined Bohemia Interactive in 2016 as a game programmer. Uh, I started working on a project, very interesting one, a take on Mars a game which was released the same year or the year after that. Uh, and since 2018, I'm responsible for delivering uh, uh, our proprietary game engine called Infusion. Uh, this is the technology we announced at the end of the last year. And also the announcement was covered by 80 Levels. So uh, your listeners and readers or your website probably uh, know that it's... Uh, the technology we would uh, like to use in Bohemia Interactive to power our like, next generation uh, of games. So uh, this is a brief uh, my background here in Bohemia Interactive. I'm uh, not sure if you wanted to learn something about the company itself or just my background.
0: It's one of the companies that has been around for a while. You guys have released a number of very successful games and your games kind of became platforms for other successful games. And uh, what do you feel is like the biggest competitive advantage that you guys have? Because if you look at the market and you see companies like Wargaming or Riot or Blizzard or like, um, you know, Infinity Ward, Activision, Blizzard, and all the Call of Duty games—all of those companies—they have their own uh, technology in terms of in terms of visualization of games and building games. So, um, do you feel like the engine it gives you a competitive edge in the market and allows you to live like for for a longer period than competitors?
1: uh yeah I, I think so i, I think that uh, it's uh, one of the key uh like pillars uh, uh we have which had a tremendous um, like influence on our success in all these like more than 20 years of course as in every other company not every year was like full of sunshine and rainbows there were like good, good years bad years but in the long term, I think that having our own technology uh, like allow us to do the games uh, we wanted to do and which were like appreciated by uh, our players. And I think that it's it's really like important uh, because uh, even this can you know this can you know give or make your game to play and look different. And it's quite important because uh, these days when every day we have like hundreds of new games being published Uh, it's important to just like stand out Uh, game development is highly competitive industry and we are not competing with games but also with other multimedia channels and experiences so that's very very important and uh, also uh, working on your own technology will like unleashed you from the constraints you would uh, live uh, and the constraints which are set like by others. And we always had uh, this freedom uh, to do uh, like what we wanted to. Uh, we also try to limit the number of third party licenses. Uh, so we avoid a situation, for example, when a company is bought by another company uh, licenses changes transformation condition changes and this may have a pretty big impact on like your project Mm -hmm. or on your game and there is also one indirect advantage of developing your own technology as that in order to do and make your own technology you need to you know understand how it works under the hood you need to have uh the, the very detailed knowledge about inner workings and this can give you another Competitive advantage because you can, for example, make better, bigger games, more optimized, more complex. You can simulate more things. So, yeah, definitely, developing own technology is one of the pillars uh, uh, which were important in our success. There are like one or two, two more, I think, but maybe we will get to them.
0: So let's talk about the technology in question right now so when we look at all of your games in general we think about big open spaces very large areas we think about realism we think about uh, a lot of objects in the frame hundreds of vehicles you know military sims and all the kind of stuff so when the technology sort of started and as it progressed what are kind of like the main pillars of it like the main features that you feel are super important for your company and maybe for the companies who kind of want to start using it
1: uh i think it's like basically as, as you said we orient on pretty big maps big terrains large landscapes we want this world to be believable there are millions of entities uh, thousands uh, hundreds of thousands of trees for example the vegetation is rich the, the, the environment is full of models and these are just you know static and then you have these dynamic uh, object like uh, you mentioned uh, these characters vehicles uh, other types of, of objects you can interact with like buildings, weapons, tools, uh, and so on. We also like to simulate what we see like in a real life. Uh, we want to uh, uh, create really unique game experiences. We want people to learn something new and useful from our games. So we are simulating stuff like day-night day, cycle so we can't, bake data in because the condition can, can change from day to night, from sunny weather, to cloudy, to rain. Uh, so we orient on like dynamic dynamic simulations. So uh, these are like from technology perspective, very really important, important features. And also what's quite new and we started, let's say, uh, with uh, the daisy as that we want our games to be a multi platform as well so mm-hmm. with our engine we want to support pc players as well as console in the playstation and xbox so this is like another dimension to like the, the 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 engine and the technology
0: so if we think about um competition in general right now right so if you want to build 2D games, you will most likely go into use Unity, right? If you want to use um, some, you know, to build some very heavy games for PC, you're most likely to go with Un- <coughs> Unreal or maybe you want to try CryEngine. But, um, I mean, there's Unigeni and some other technologies, but there's not that many. So, when you think about Infusion and uh, kind of like the, it as a choice of technology for a new partner, so why do you think they would choose it? Like, what are the things, apart from, you know, large areas and that kind of stuff, why do you think it's useful for for the customer in general? Yeah, uh,
1: I think uh, that at the beginning, it's important to say that we do not want to compete on the game engine market with Infusion, with, let's say, the, the engine you, you mentioned, with unigene Unreal, Unity, and, and more. Our main goal with Infusion is to unleash the creativity of our players so they can create mods, add-ons, and total conversions. Uh, uh, it's our way of, like, simply, uh, from simply delivering game. To providing an entire platform, we want you know to offer our content creators a full package of powerful tools to 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 work with models, textures, sounds, scripts, animations, particle worlds, game systems, and and, and more. So uh, they are or they will be able to use the, the pretty much the same tools as we use here internally in Bohemia Interactive to create games. So. By that, we are like closing the gap between us and the community like never before. So we are making Infusion primary for content creators uh, or games. And while Infusion may not be the, the game engine of your choice when you would like be creating a completely new game from, from scratch, it's the engine which gives you all the tools and power you need to Create and tailor like the game you like in a way you like it, which will allow you to be curious and creative. And uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, creating games is it's, it's hard, and even with all the documentation, videos, tutorials available online, it's still not like accessible to everybody. And it's this exact lack of accessibility that we are like trying to to improve with Infusion, We want to create, uh, or we want the creation of the game content to be far more accessible, much more than it was uh, Mm -hmm. for Arma series, for example. Imagine that you're like running a game, you open up the editor, you click around a bit, play some entities, write some scripts, and then you have your own scenario. You can then easily you know, pack it, publish it on workshop, share it with friends, rent or start up, boot up, the dedicated server, play the scenario. And this is kind of experience we you, you would like to like, deliver to our players and content creators with the infusion. So we are, let's say, in a little bit different situation than other, let's say, commercial engine. And this is the area we are, like, trying to do Uh, The best way we
0: can well, so I kind of have to ask this so When we think about Arma, so we think about DayZ as well, and then when we think about DayZ we also think about PUBG and uh, All of those games they kind of started as mods Right and they are kind of no longer your property and you're not uh, Basically making any money out of all of that success. So my question is how is the licensing structure with this engine like do you feel like uh you're gonna get some royalties from the possible commercial use of the engine like if they're using if they're building another pubg or something Uh, and they're building it for another product is is it licensed or how does that work
1: yeah uh currently uh we do not like think or consider licensing engines for uh like outside game studios, which would be developing a commercial games on the top of the infusion, and I think that we are not even ready for it because uh, a game studio, a game team would have a completely different requirements or priorities than a content creators of our games. So, so, so as I said, we are aiming with the infusion. We are aiming on content creators for our our games. Of course, they can uh, they can. Create a total conversion, but uh, they wouldn't be able like to, to monetize it at the moment. So I expect that the terms and conditions of using you know our engine and our content would remain the same as it is right now uh, with uh, uh, ARMA uh, mod- modding or Daisy. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't expect uh, much changes there. Of course, maybe um, what might be an interesting question, and I don't have, you know, all the answers as if like content creators would be able to monetize their content inside our platform and everything or all I can say is, yes, this is something we are like thinking about uh, because if someone invests a lot of time and a lot of effort and people are like doing it, they are spending hundreds of hours making new content new maps new assets and i think that it's it's fair that they would be like able to, to to monetize it on the other hand uh, there is a big task on us that we will like create a which will protect like this intellectual property we'll be back after a quick break
0: it doesn't quite work, and you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Pavel, well, can you talk a little bit about the uh, your community of uh, creators? So we all know that uh, there is a very large kind of number of people who are trying to build new maps and they're trying to build even total conversions, which is incredibly difficult and it requires a lot of time uh, in particular. And there are like small teams of modders who are working on these things. So why do you think um, like ARMA and all of your products are so appealing for modders? Like what makes a modder kind of interested in tinkering with the product?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that in Arma's case, it's just accessibility. I know, in current optics, if you would want to create a mod for Arma, it's like complete nightmare. In you know, two thousand twenty-two, but uh, like fifteen, twenty, fifteen, ten years ago, it was far more accessible than like uh, running up a Unity and starting from scratch. So people could achieve much more just by modding and using armors editor to create their own content rather than they would be able to when they download the being game engine and they will need to like start to create things, assets and scripts so I think it's this accessibility and this is the, the, the thing we would like to improve even more so we, we removed a lot of legacy tools we uh, polished our workflows, we simplified them so for example one of the kpis i'm always interested in is uh how how much faster is to create a new terrain for example and this 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 speed up is in order of magnitude so it's much easier much intuitive the tools are, are better faster, more stable, uh, so, yeah, uh, definitely something uh, we, we have in mind uh, when developing infusion and tools. And, and
0: so, when you think about these kind of tools for the creation of worlds, you kind of step into this metaverse territory where, you know, this vision of the whatever like the online world where people are building their own stuff and they're living there and so on do you guys have any ambition or did you think about it at least trying to go into that area and turning um and fusion engine into some kind of a tool for the creation of bigger worlds and interaction of a lot of players
1: yeah uh, a metaverse is something which is like a lot discussed in recent months, uh, mainly after like, Facebook and Meta uh, announced their intention to invest into this area heavily. Maybe not everybody knows that Pohima uh, Interactive or Arma has its own uh, metaverse. It's, it's called Armaverse. Uh, but uh, this is something uh, we are I think doing pretty intuitively and a lot of developers are doing it without even know that they are like contributing or building something which might be or remind something like a metaverse uh, because it's like nothing new. For example, let's take an example of a character in a daisy. This is your virtual identity. You can you know take from one server to another from one PlayStation to, to another session, so you can transfer your identity. Also games quite naturally support and we want to support with Infusion a crossplay, so it doesn't matter what device you play the game on, you start at home on PC, continue at school on laptop and then continue on a mobile while traveling home by train or for example, our, our other game, Wildlands, it has a lot of, uh, a lot of possibilities in like, building communities and these virtual communities with virtual social contacts. So I'm looking forward that one day we will be like, having this organization inside Wildlands rather than like, Google Meet, like we are using uh, at the moment. So I wanted to say that uh, we are like evolving into this area quite naturally. But uh, if the question is this huge, big metaverse, like it was announced, I think that it will need a lot of of years and a lot of work, not by only Facebook, let's say, or Meta, uh, but other companies will have to be involved as, as well. And I think that also not many big companies believe that there will be just one metaverse, but maybe there will be more. So it's quite like open topic at the moment, but I think it's clear that there will need to be some common ground. uh, So uh, it's widely uh, adopted, it ever will.
0: Sorry if you're speaking about creators and you're speaking about people who are building metaverse and so on you kind of touch the topic of um the way that they um monetize their stuff so you 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 briefly touched on this but right now we have so many options for people to start monetizing so nfts on all the blockchain things um you know all the different marketplaces that are being created so have you been looking into that area at all like what's your general you know attitude towards do you think it's too early to talk about that or is it maybe not it's a very gray area right now like what's your attitude towards all those new ways to monetize stuff in games in particular
1: yeah uh well uh my Personal, my personal opinion. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like NFTs. I don't like the blockchains. I don't like this kind of way of monetizing uh, uh, stuff. Uh, so I don't even think uh, about these possibilities uh, in the engine at the moment. So yeah, that's just my opinion on it. I don't have anything much to say about it uh, at the moment.
0: That's fine so let's talk a little bit about the way how you are going to move infusion into the future so as far as i understood from this conversation you want to start just engaging with the community more getting more mods modifications or changes and trying to get more people kind of involved into the game and maybe you know increasing your engagement levels and all all that stuff. So, but how is this, how is this connected with the multi-platform efforts that you're doing right now? So being able to port your game on, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, I don't know about switch, but you know, all the platforms that are around mobile and so on, this is incredibly valuable for people. But um, how do the mods work there? Do they work at all? Um, are they limited just to the PC for now?
1: Uh, we are definitely working uh, on a possibility that our mods will work on all the supported platforms, as I said, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, of course, uh, these closed platforms like Xbox and PlayStation have special Rules and special limits you need to need to, to follow, but there are at the moment like technical challenges we are working on and solving one by one. Uh, we also had to create it, uh, our own workshop uh, because, uh, for example, on Arma we used Steam Workshop for mod creators to upload uh, their uh, their content. We integrated the game and launcher with it, but uh, it's not possible to, to use it, for example, on, on a console. So we developed our own solution. So yeah, we are working very hard to allow people to play on servers, with, with mods, uh, even on consoles. Of course, uh, creating a mod is a different topic, and uh, this will be done. Uh, by our editor workbench, which is part of the infusion, and this is PC windows only at, at the moment. So creating mods only on Windows, consuming playing mods uh, in on multiple platforms it's
0: It's funny that you say this because um like when you look at all the modern games, especially those who want like a longer life cycle, they are heavily uh, adding. Kind of mod tools inside the game itself, like turning it into gameplay. If you look, like at the, I think it's Fallout seventy six. It's yeah. all about building your base, and you know they pick up assets, you put the assets at the right places, and so on. So it's it's something that people really want to do on consoles, it seems right now, but just because of the you know of the CPU and the power and all the other restrictions. Just you, they just can't
1: yeah yeah uh, consoles are very really powerful, and I admit that some type of content can be created on console as well, but I can't like imagine like. Yeah. Configuring completely new assets. For example, if you imagine, okay, I would like to have a new vehicle in a game, and this vehicle will be like interactive, it will have its own like simulation of the engine or the wheels, it will have different sound, different effects. Uh, This is very hard to achieve in game. So, for this kind of stuff, you would need to use our workbench. But for example, if you would like to create just a small scenario uh, some small sort of experience for like players uh, set up a world uh place some entities around and then just share it and play with your friends yes definitely this can be and is possible to to do it uh, in the consoles, uh, consoles as well.
0: so tell us a little bit about how this uh so what is what do um creators expect to get with infusion like you get the technology itself. Do they get any assets as well that they can play around with?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's very good and valid questions. We are not, uh, at the moment, we are uh, not uh, going to release the Infusion and the tools for their own. We will release it as a part of uh, a gameplay showcase. So the Infusion will go with a little game uh, and including it's it's data you can like imagine it pretty much like armas 3 you 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 got this game but you can run a lot of tools a lot of editors were like included so this is pretty much the uh, the same approach we are uh, we are taking
0: so you will get the game and i guess you will can get the mechanics and the assets and the setups from there and then kind of tweak them or change them or maybe reuse them in some cases so it saves a lot of time so you don't have to start from, you know, zero every time you want to do something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, it's like maybe important to know that uh, everything, like 99% of stuff you will need to, or want to do is possible to do directly in the editor. There are dedicated mm-hmm. screens, dedicated editors for a lot of actions. So no more text editors no more like editing configuration manually which is like error prone and mm-hmm. uh, really not the way we wanted to approach it so i think that this will be a really big edit value for the ARMA community that uh, they will have like comfortable tools they can work with
0: pavel so i have another question so when you are when kind of modders are creating all those experiences and building those games. How do you actually go finding them and launching them? Do you guys have your own like web space where you can choose these things? Like, is there a launcher like steam or, um, like how is the discovery process going and the launch process going? Do you need to just work with Arma? Like, how does it work?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I well, uh, as I as I said, we are not like uh, going to release and market Infusion by its own. So it will be mainly marketing uh, effort of you know our game titles to, to like advertise and to attract players and our communities, and then they will have this option to create the game content in in the Infusion. So of
0: course for, for that, a particular game, right? So it's, if it's Vigor then it's content for Vigor. If it's, you know, Arma, then it's content yeah. for Arma. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you have any plans to kind of combine them into some kind of like one, and not for now? Yeah,
1: we, we definitely uh, want and plan to make multiple game titles on the top of Infusion, and we definitely do not want to have like uh, different versions yeah of Infusion for yeah. different games so we will make the best we can to to keep it simple so you uh, would be able to open the if i take your example open the assets from you know bigger if it would be developed on uh, infusion and uh, the infusion which is distributed with arma for example and this is uh, actually our like automated Test case which runs here uh, every night that we have completely different game which is or asset from different game opened with the infusion which powers like different one. So we are making sure that editor is always working no matter what the game is or if it's broken or not. So this needs to work.
0: All right. So last question is how do people start so if i'm if i want to try out your engine what do i do do i need to buy a game do i need to just download the software uh and how do i start
1: <clears throat> yeah uh well right now <laughs> your option is like pretty limited you would need to join our team like infusion or game team to, to work with the technology uh, Uh, But uh, otherwise you just need to wait a little while uh, So we deliver this gameplay showcase as I mentioned Mm. but uh, Other than that it will be just running one executable the tool would boot up and there will be everything ready for you Uh, We are also working on the documentation. So uh, a lot of stuff will be documented Uh, also, we are preparing some examples, samples, so people are not lost. We know that a lot of people invested a lot of time doing content for Arma, and this changing, like a lot of, like everything, everything changes. For DAISY models, it's a little bit different because DAISY is using some parts of Infusion, for example, a scripting language. So for them, it will be much easier to create a new content for infusion, but we want to make it like really the learning curve we want to have like very steep. So we are preparing these materials so people can start and be productive uh, very very soon. We also pay attention to uh, and industry standards. We will not or you will not be forced to use any licensed software. So all the source formats it's possible to use any uh, free, blender. free, any vendor, any free tool you, you, you like,
0: and yeah. Great, so, I mean, it's, it's a, like a free tool like Blender plus a free engine like uh, Infusion. It seems like a great combination for any modder out there. So they don't have to buy any other <laughs> software to run it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Pavel, well, I thank you so much for the time. Uh, it was really fun talking to you and uh, I hope that we will see some new releases, some new news from you this year. And uh, then we can all try and fusion for ourselves and start building something there. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, too, and looking forward to it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for enjoying another episode of the 80 Level Roundtable podcast. Check out upcoming episodes on the 80 Level website at 80.lv join our career site at 80.lv slash RFP and share our podcast with friends and on your social networks.